thought that organized pot destroying would be so euphoric? Man, what's this? Oh my god! It's... It's the Triforce of Podcasting! I... I thought it was only a legend. Perhaps with this... I would be able to plug my t-shirts available at redbubble.com forward slash wrestling with F- Eyes, Connor. Don't tell me you're having another lay-in, you lazy fuck. Where am I? Is that some weird dream? Unfortunately not. Who the hell are you? Are you the one who's been sleep-shaming me? Indeed. For it is I, Pod. Your God! Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Your, your name is Pod, A as in podcasting. That, that there are gods for that. I, I'm sorry. Couldn't you have came up with like a better name or something? Oh, I'm sorry that everything suddenly changed after the Greeks came into the picture. You know how many iPads and freaking microphones die in this place? Of course, there's a god for this. Anyways, I've come to inform you that you've been in slumber for one week. One week. That's like, that's like a whole year in wrestling time! Precisely. Since your demise, the world has been frozen. Holy shit! By repetitive wrestling content. Oh, thank God. Exciting debuts and reviews have left all big wrestling content creators, Cultaholic, Fightful, OSW View, and even WrestleTalk, and many more, frozen, stuck in the flow of wrestling time. So... So what do I do? Okay, are you playing dumb here or have you never seen a movie before? Right, right, right. Break the cycle, make something different. But seriously, what what is there to do? Have you have you seen wrestling content? Everything's been done. You you know how many people in fantasy booking book a John Cena flipping heel turn? Just It's like I'm walking into another Wait a minute. Yeah, do you know that we've been talking for longer than that? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm aware of that. It's just... I, I've realized something. If... If I can't book a wrestler this week... Because of everything that's going on... What if I just make a wrestler of my own? What? What, what are you talking about? That... That is ridiculous. You know... Nobody in the wrestling community would watch something like... Wait, where are you going? Where do you think I'm going? I'm going to Hyrule, dummy. <laughs> if I can't save wrestling by just talking about wrestlers, Mel's a book something else, right? What? No, you you can't do that. Just think, if you do this, people are just going to start assuming that you're not even a wrestling podcast anymore. Think for a second. Wrestling is complete fucking bollocks. <laughs> Thank you.
gentlemen, my fictional friends, welcome to the Wrestling With Fiction podcast, the podcast where I t- pitch to you wrestling storylines from the good to the bad to the damn right insane. I nearly botched my intro in this return. Oh my god. Yes, in case you missed it, we are talking about the Legend of Zelda. My mistake there. The Legend of Link. Because Link deserves some goddamn justice! I'm sorry, I went a little bit overboard. I think I screwed up my mic there. Either way! We are talking about Link this week. Uh, A person who, on the surface, may not even make sense why they would work in wrestling. Why would a tight-wearing elf boy suddenly decide that he's gonna get into the squared circle? Well, those are all gonna be questions that I'm gonna answer today. Why? Because... I have way too much spare time! (laughs) Yes, so I've been a fan of Legend of Zelda since... I'd say fairly late, like I got into it around Twilight Princess, then I went back, experienced Wind Waker, various other things, Breath of the Wild, A Link Between Worlds, so... I consider myself a Zelda fan, Not, not huge in the fact that I will know every single thing, but I do consider myself a big wrestling fan. And I think you can mix both franchises together, make some magic, because as I've said to myself before, wrestling is complete goddamn bollocks. (laughs) But we're gonna get into how this is all gonna work pretty quickly. I just wanna make a couple quick addresses here. Uh, If you're new to this podcast, I will have timestamps in the description, kind of just for points that you kind of want to skip, because I understand these things can be a bit long. If you're not into that, and I'm going through all these other grand things whilst I'm here, we are approaching the one-year anniversary of the Wrestling With Fiction podcast. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give myself a clap because, you know, it's just me. <laughs> so I'm very excited for that. I, I have an idea what I want to do. I'm, I'm gonna leave that up to surprise because the anniversary. It's the 12th of August, so heading up there close. So if this is your first time listening to this podcast, feel feel free to share it with your friends, share it with your friendliest friends. Maybe even if this is your second or third time listening to me talking about random stuff involving wrestling, maybe maybe consider leaving a review. My my own personal goal is I'm you know I'm just gonna relate into the universe. I want to reach 2,000 downloads by the time that we hit the 12th of August. That's, that, that is the goal. That is, that is a tangible goal that I think we can do. I, I, I believe in you. I, I don't know if I fully believe myself, but I, I, I believe in you. You, you can do the thing. I, I, I just make random noises and I, I guess die in intros now. (laughs) Anyways, I, I feel like I'm going a little bit off topic. So yes, Link. A man of multiple timelines, multiple items, and a hell of a lot of potential, which I think we should just get straight into. So let's let's talk about how Link could work in the wrestling business, potentially, in about five minutes. God help me. <laughs>
let's establish something very clearly here. Uh, if you're expecting some super accurate link from, say, like, Breath of the Wild or Twilight Princess or Wind Waker, yeah, that's not gonna fly here. In fact, we're just gonna yeet the timeline out of existence for this because, uh, I don't know about you, but I don't think the timeline's that great. <laughs> so, in case you are unaware of what the Zelda timeline is, your canonical timeline, your mainline series of games from where Link, the hero, wins in, like, Young Link or Adult Link, or he just loses altogether. And then, for some reason, it all comes together in freaking Breath of the Wild. So, yeah, bollocks to that. We're just gonna say no. <laughs> no to that, because this is a whole different timeline. Yeah! Yeah, whole different timeline. You didn't, didn't come up with that, huh? Yeah. So basically, whole different timeline. This is basically Link getting into the wrestling business. And the best way I can only describe that is if we make, and you're gonna hate me for this, because Link is always either a child or an 18 year old. So yeah, I'm not gonna book a 10 year old again. I learned that from the Pokemon trainer. So we are going with 18 year old Link in this type of new timeline where he supposedly is in the 21st century, which is a whole other weird concept not quite brought together. In which, spoilers with this, we're, we're making a Gen Z Link. <laughs> I can't describe all of it yet, but we're getting a Gen Z Link. So some of you might be asking, Connor, what weapons will we expect from Link in these matches? Is he just gonna be a hardcore wrestler? The answer is yes and no. Link has a crap ton of items. A lot. He has a master sword and a shield for an icon, which, unless you know wrestling 101, probably isn't gonna work, is it? So, yeah, no, no swords, no shield, but that's fine, because there are some stuff I think you can get around it, because, you know, Link's main thing is his great use of all these other items in battles. So, weapons that I think could be legal, but have to be very situational. The hook shot, because the hook shot is a very situational thing. Whilst it has been shown that it can kill bats, uh, theoretically, if you use it as just like an agility tactic, you're not hitting a wrestler, so that is fine. Additionally, power rings, completely fine. Ups his strength a bit, that's great. Gauntlets, on the other hand, no, we can't use the gauntlets. Why, you may ask? Because, uh, I don't know if you knew this about Link, uh, those, those little gauntlets he has. Yeah, can throw a crap ton of granite about, I don't know how much of a couple feet away, but it's a decent amount. So, let me give you some real life statistics here. A strong man at the highest level of competition can chuck a 30 pound ball, 30 to 60 pound ball at the near exact same distance and height as freaking Link throwing that big flipping piece of granite in Ocarina of Time with those gauntlets. We are not adding gauntlets in, otherwise wrestling psychology goes out the flipping window, okay? We are not having a short elf boy suddenly being able to gorilla press the big show, okay? I know some of you might want it, and it's not technically illegal, but still, this is my story. <laughs> Link 
is designed to be the self-insert of the player. The guy who, when you look at him, you imagine yourself being the courageous person going through dungeons, facing adversity. That isn't really represented if you can pretty much pick up the Big Show with one hand. Additionally with this, another challenge would be the fact that Link is a mute. And I have to keep that because that is canonically true for the most part. So yes, all of these storylines we're coming up with, Link is a complete flipping mute. God help me. But we've gone over a bunch of the technicalities now. Timelines all screwed up. Uh, weapons are pretty much changed. But... There's still some extra stuff that we'll get over in the tagline because I realized I really overran just talking about items, timeline shenanigans, and other stuff. So, for those of you that doesn't know what the tagline is for this podcast, it is basically my 30-word summary explaining what the basic premise of The Wrestler is of the week. Think of it like what you'd see on Netflix when you're kind of just scrolling through the channels or... Maybe like on Crunchyroll because I'm I'm not gonna ever live this down. Uh, WWE has a potential Crunchyroll series. I don't know why. I don't know how. This is still a thing that I will keep on talking about because nobody else talks about it. Aside from that, this might take a little bit longer because uh, we've still got a bunch of details that we need to specify with links. So uh, strap in because I need to ask myself, the editor of this podcast. To cue the music, future me! Right, so... Usually I like to ramble a little bit before we get to the actual tagline, but I feel like I need to explain some stuff first. So as we've already discussed, Link is a mute. Which is why this week's tagline is Destined to change the world in one way or another A descendant of the Triforce Wanders into the squared circle To fulfill the tasks left to him By his ancestors Because Let's really think about a Gen Z Link here for a second All these other incarnations of Link Many have heard of tales of the previous wielder of the Triforce Many of them have heard from like cave carvings or just legends and folk tales. If we're talking about a Gen Z link, he likely has the internet because he's in 21st century wrestling. And plus with the many people aware of the legacy, there's a lot to live up to. And whilst we've already discussed that Link is a character who is a self insert for the player, as shown with Breath of the Wild, there has been a slight character expansion with him being that in the various other like diaries that you get from like just traveling around the world you get some particularly with Zelda who talks about how Link is this silent strong type only really because he was put in to be a knight at such a young age and had to live up to this big legacy that was put upon him and that's kind of the underlying theme of all the other Zelda incarnations They're all thrust from these normal lives into these big, grand, open adventures. And in many ways, wrestling has a lot of parallels to this. You hear so many stories about people who get into the wrestling business. They're all so 
different, varied, and vast. In a lot of ways, you could make the argument that Link is just a wrestler waiting to happen. <laughs> Heck, with the amount of people who are fans of video games now, and the amount of wrestlers who have Triforce tattoos, it's pretty much inevitable at this point we're going to get a Legend of Zelda gimmick. And as we're on to this, I realise I haven't really discussed a moveset yet for Link. Many of which, I can't wait to talk about right now, so... As we've already discussed, weapons are mostly out of the question for a lot of these things. So, I've devised a couple separate moves for him. One is going to be the main highlight move. And I'm glad the music cut out there so I can actually talk about this. So, before you say anything, it is a move I am dubbing the Breath of the Wild. Very cool name, I know. And it is. I, I want you to wait for it. I really want you to wait for it. Because we've already talked about the pre-destiny part. I want you to just come in close. I, I need to move back a bit just so I can, you know, fully send in the magnitude of this move. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, the finishing move for Link in this universe is... The Double Axe Handle! Yes, the Groose is indeed loose for this because yes, I am not fucking kidding. The Double Axe Handle for many people does not have the Chad energy that is provided with the powers of Link. Now, as some of you might be saying, but Connor, the double accent was really lame. Very, very people back in the 70s and 80s. That can't be a finishing move, Connor. The double accent was too weak. And I say nay. Nay, you are all wrong. You're all wrong. Because what does, what does Link have over everybody else who has mastered but not ever perfected the double axe handle I may ask you it is the fact that the double axe handle does not have as much versatility with anybody else but Link because remind you what does Link do a lot he holds a bloody sword doesn't he dual handed swipe swipe bashy bash bash his forearms are ripped <laughs> additionally with this let's also emphasize another flipping thing here you know in Twilight Princess, all those sacred sword trials that you do? Oh yes, what do all those things do? They use a sword, don't they? And what does that sword do, you may ask? It provides perfect training and experience for such moves like the double axe handle, which you can, if you've ever heard of some of the old moves, uh, the finishing, it's basically a diving double axe hammer. You've got a freaking helm splitter, which you might be saying, but Connor the shield, if you're telling me your forearm can't do it, it's just forearm smash, they jump on their knee, do a front flip hitting them with a double axe handle, then yes, the double axe handle is the most dangerous move under Link's arsenal. With it, forget the kicks, forget the backflips that he can definitely do, he could definitely pull off a moon stomp, but the man can hit a perfect double axe handle from anywhere. RKO, yeet. Big Show's KO punch, yeet. Bullhammer, yeet. None can stand in the way of the double flipping axe handle. Okay, my rant is over. <laughs> yes, his finishing move is the Breath of the Wild. 
<laughs> Double X handle. I knew I needed to include it somewhere. And I went through everything else way too fast. <laughs> You're going to hear me talk about the double X handle a lot for this. So we may as well get to the very first storyline pitch. <laughs> and this week's one, the very first one. We are going to live a real life 21st century Legend of Zelda experience. Eat your heart out, Breath of the Wild 2. Okay, um... <laughs> God, I, I can't even... <laughs> so, I know I'm about to trigger some people with, with what I am about to suggest. And I, I can feel it. But I've got to start with it. So... Our story begins not with the WWE, not with AEW, not with New Japan, not even, you know, not even at like a retail shop or something where you think a Gen Z person would work. Our story begins with Link, the TikTok star. Let me say it again. Link, the TikTok star on the Legend of Zelda TikTok account. Now, some of you might be asking, Connor, why is Link a a TikTok star? Well, why can't he just be working a regular retail job? Why is he not working as I don't know a postman or a horse rider or a sumo wrestler? Because he has sumo wrestling skills, apparently. Well, my friends, Link is a mute. I imagine the job interview process is incredibly difficult. I, I can't speak for people who are mute, who can't speak, but I imagine it's pretty difficult to get a job, especially in the 21st century. And what does TikTok have over stuff like YouTube and Spotify, not Spotify, <laughs> YouTube, uh, Instagram, Twitter, all these other social media sites. Oh yes, you can put voices in there. You can put text and dialogue to get yourself over. Plus, he's like a five, six, good-looking boy. If you're a good-looking person on an app, you are gonna get thousands of likes. Thousands upon thousands of the likes. Link is a TikTok star ready to be made along with the with Zelda. They co-own the Legend of Zelda TikTok account. And some of you might be wondering, why, oh why, is this gonna be a thing? And how does this connect to wrestling? So, imagine this. Legend of Zelda, it's, it's their own collaborative TikTok channel. They perform a voiceover clip of WWE Smackdown Live, and it is Michael Cole and Pat McAfee reacting to the Nakamura entrance. So of course, you have Zelda doing her dance. You have Link just full on shucking and jiving to Nakamura's theme. Maybe you even get a cheeky little voiceover clip of him saying, feel the power. So that ends. The segment goes viral on their TikTok channel, which has, fun fact in this story, more subscribers than WWE. Oh, what? How? Well, let's think about it. Link is a legendary popular Nintendo franchise. And in this universe that we have created, 21st century Gen Z Link, 
the generations of Link and Zelda are known across all of Hyrule and all the centuries of time. Think about it, you have over two decades of generations of Link and Zelda. They are, of course, going to be more well-known than the WWE with their connections to Nintendo, all the other stuff. Hell, maybe they even go to a live Super Smash Brothers event on the weekends. You don't know Link's life in Gen Z mode. So at this point, you know, Link and Zelda, they're riding high. They're enjoying their life. And then, one point, they're, they're on their own individual Instagram pages. Of course, Zelda has more people following them than Link because, you know. And they get a DM from Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods, the man with the Triforce tattoo himself, the host of G4, of course, video game corresponding YouTube channel, and Up Up Down Down, and more importantly, a former 11-time tag team champion of the WWE. Of course, at this point, Xavier Woods reaches out and he asks for a collaboration possibly, because Fun fact, in real life, I could be wrong and I may have misheard information, but uh, TikTok is one of the fastest growing platforms. WWE could use all the advice and sponsorships they can get. So, Xavier Woods opens the hand having said he's talked to the WWE higher-ups, thinking about sending them to go watch a show for free in compensation. <laughs> and with it, you know, Zelda kind of just sort of like talks about, you know, that could be good content, you know? We did do the whole like Nakamura thing, it could be a lead up to something. Hell, maybe this could be something that is, you know, fun and engaging, you know, for like a, a cute little date possibly, because uh, I don't know about you, but in Skyward Sword, yes, they did seem like they were dating for a bit. <laughs> so, yes, Link and Zelda head to WWE NXT. They're there. They're enjoying their life. They get to shake hands with Triple H. You get the little point for social media, which of course goes viral. <laughs> and they're there. They're enjoying their lives. They're watching the live show of NXT. You have guys like Adam Cole entering, Kyle O'Reilly, Karrion Cross, just all the fun stuff. And they're, of course, posting it on their TikTok account. And they're dancing. And of course, right near the end of it, when they're going, as the show is about to close, they're dancing, they're doing one final TikTok for the end. Zelda is kidnapped by a masked assailant, who ends up just dragging them into the center of the Capitol Wrestling Center. Link follows suit. You hear Zelda just shouting, Link! Not, not like Paul Bearer, but you know how I mean. Link! <laughs> Link, of course, he doesn't have any wrestling experience, so when he tries to get into the ring to stop these multiple assailants from taking Zelda, it doesn't really work, does it? He gets beaten up because Link doesn't know how to wrestle. He's a little elf boy who, who has a random TikTok account. So he gets beaten up. They kidnap Zelda. And we begin the story, The Legend of Link, The Grapples of Truth. Did I come up with a random title for this? Yes! <laughs> so this is, if you want to take it in the video game timeline here, this is your this is your intro story to The Legend of Zelda here. You know, Link has been plucked from his everyday life of, you know, happiness and TikTok dances to 
suddenly have his potential love interest kidnapped by a group of random assailants. Some might say it's Retribution. Some might say it's Rikishi. Some might say it's the guy who threw a pie at Kevin Owens. We don't flippin' know. And so at this point, it comes ahead. Link announces on his private TikTok account that he is stepping away from TikTok for a while to deal with matters at hand. Of course, at this time, Xavier Woods DMs him on the Navi Gation system. <laughs> he, he emails him on his navigation system, which is basically what he calls his phone, but he doesn't really say it to anyone, he just kind of texts it to people. In which he gets a text message saying, Hey Link, listen! And it's from Xavier Woods! It's from Xavier Woods saying, Hey, I had no idea this was going to happen. I am so sorry. I I know that what this happened is really traumatic and I, I don't blame you for it. I, all I want to do is just help you out in whatever way I can. Because, you know, I've been a fan of your family and your ancestors for years upon years. Anything I can do, I will be willing to help. And Link just simply texts... I want to be a wrestler. <laughs> Xavier Woods, he's kind of conflicted at this point. It's like, what, to to find Zelda? And Link just simply sends a gif of Sim saying, Yeah! <laughs> and Xavier Woods simply says, Okay, I'll get you in contact with the WWE Performance Center. So we begin the first part of Link's arc. If you think it's stupid already, it gets stupider, people. <laughs> By this point, social media has gone insane at this point. We hear rumors from wrestling dirt sheets, online social media posts by the WWE hinting at a legend joining the WWE. Of course, they reveal in several weeks that it's Link. They start having essentially what is described as a wrestling style training sequence. We get essentially clips of Link training and training a lot. You know, going for all the basics, the headlock takeovers, your 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 rolls, your you're going through the ropes. Maybe they even get a display of the double X handle and praise it for its amazing power and strength, stronger than five Triple H's combined. All the while, WWE is posting this anywhere. That they can. We're talking Facebook, we're talking YouTube, we're talking TikTok, we're talking Tumblr, we're talking Instagram, we're talking the snappy of chats. They're posting it everywhere. You have Triple H watching on in the background just saying, almost like a proud NXT dad, like, you know, it's only been a couple months. I'm proud of him. I'm proud of what Link is doing. Of course you have Alba, Lord Tensai, uh... I, I just want to call him Tensai. <laughs> just look on and say, yeah, he's progressing a lot further than we all expected. All sort of like coming out in wrestling interviews. You know, we get leaked footage of Link training. And it, it's all coming off like Link. He, he's a really naturally talented wrestler, you know. It's like all of the years of ancestry have finally come to really pay off. You know, all those long treks going across the Breath of the Wild or riding a horse all the way across Hyrule Castle. It's all, it's all been leading to this, you know? This is what it's all been leading to in this timeline. 
And so, at this point, it's after one specific day of training that Link, you know, at this point, he's not really using social media because he only really used it to, you know, kind of stay afloat. But his entire focus has been on wrestling. And so we begin the next section that I'm calling the first dungeon of The Legend of Zelda. Sorry, not The Legend of Zelda. The Legend of Link, The Grapples of Truth. My mistake there, I botched the name. And it's the PC. Some of you might be wondering, wait, are we getting Legend of Zelda style dungeons in this wrestling storyline? Absolutely we are. Because, fun fact, WWE always likes to do these security camera footages. So this is all basically one big pro wrestling style, like social media experiment that they're doing where it's basically like a big brother setup or like a big, oh my God, I'm forgetting reality TV shows that we have like a 24 hour camera. Imagine it for a lot of these things, which is how all this stuff is being shot. So in kayfabe here, Link gets a message from Xavier Woods saying just pretty much, hey, I I have not seen her at all on the main roster. I've not seen her down in NXT when I've came to visit you to help you train. Perhaps there's a clue in, you know, your, your signing of the contract or anything. Because, you know, nobody's seen any of the assailants who have kidnapped Zelda at this point. Nobody has a idea of a connection. As far as we know, Link has signed a temporary contract to join the WWE. So at this point, we have, of course, the Legend of Zelda style dungeon sequence here. It's a bunch of cheeky little vignettes of Link going through the PC at late night, investigating, you know, taking on a bunch of like wrestlers who are staying there overnight to practice their wrestling. You know, maybe a bunch of performance center recruits that we don't really know. Maybe like, uh, I'm gonna come up with names on the fly here. Uh, Jeff Budd, or, uh, Gary Garrison, or, uh, Perry Pillock. There we go. <laughs> Those are the names he takes on. Those are the mini-bosses <laughs> that Luke takes on in this first dungeon. All gets to the point. He finds a key after taking on one of the cheeky wrestlers trying to get into the performance center offices to see all the evaluations done with some of the younger talent in the PC. And he gets in there. And he opens it. And he, before he can even read any of the information that he is able to gather, a large imposing figure towers behind Link. And he simply says, you know too much. Link, of course, turns around. We have Xavier Woods on sort of like voicemail or speed dial overhearing all of this. And basically, Link looks behind. And he sees the walking behemoth that is Lord Tensai. You thought that Lord Tensai thing was a botch? No, he's coming back as Lord Tensai for this bit. The big imposing figure. And immediately... A fight ensues. It is a f It is by his own declaration. Because Albert is the head trainer of the PC. He says that if you can beat me in a last man standing match starting right now, I will tell you everything that I know. And so the fight ensues starting it at the PC, you know, office with Albert. 
fighting off various other things. Link using all of his natural skills that he's acquired from not only wrestling, but his hunting instincts. Using some of the closest documents nearby. Chucking it at Lord Tensai. Chucking freaking like nuts and bolts from like clips around the PC. Starts using some like rope around to try and stop Lord Tensai from doing anything. And the finish of the match comes when Lord Tensai attempts to use a, you know, the green mist that he used to use, kind of a la Tajiri. And Link hits him with one of the moves that he learned from Albert, the forearm strike, to essentially hit the mist back into his mouth, knocking him unconscious for 10 seconds. Link through all of the chaos running around the PC, using the entire environment to his advantage, knocks off Lord Tensai in a match that really technically wasn't real, but was caught on camera. But why was it caught on camera? Albert reveals that the documents that Link found in his office were transactions made by the Legend of Zelda TikTok account, sent straight to the WWE. Whoever has kidnapped Zelda has hijacked the Legend of Zelda TikTok and bank account to charge it to Vincent Kennedy McMahon or some other higher up within the WWE. All of these things kind of flash into Link's mind. He he tries to quickly check his bank account, but it's not in his name, it's in Zelda's because technically the bank account slash the TikTok is the Legend of Zelda. It's not called the Legend of Link, so of course he can't access the bank account. And it's at this point, it's revealed that the WWE is using Link and Zelda and this whole fiasco for clout. They're using it because it's been the highest rated segments and publicity stunts they've ever had in WWE for a long time. If they can get a sponsorship or endorsement from the, dub from the Legend of Zelda, they will be worth millions. And that is the angle that we're seeing this all transpire by all of the false advertising saying that WWE is sponsored by the Legend of Zelda TikTok account or the Legend of Zelda anniversary collection all brought about because some masked assailant kidnapped Zelda and hijacked their account to continually sponsor their content. Of course at this point Link's resolve is as angry as ever all just with primal grunts because we all know Link doesn't really expand on much and he reveals it all to Xavier Woods who he asks hey could, could this be a thing and <laughs> Xavier Woods just kind of he says well it could be anybody there's so many higher-ups in the WWE system from writers to CEOs to others within it it could be literally anyone on the WWE roster maybe even still in NXT it's at this point that Albert apologizes. He says that Link is one of the best students that the company has ever had. And he only did this to make him be stronger. For his resolve, for his strength. Because he sympathizes with, you know, this sudden loss of a company. Because he's been around the world. He's been to Japan. He's been independent. He doesn't like being seeing people get forced into things that aren't uncomfortable. So, of course, at this point... He awards Link, because yes, I'm still factoring in items. 
The Goron Mask. <laughs> yes. I didn't mention it before because I wanted to save it for this point. Yes. Masks are being used in this story. More on that later. <laughs> and so, that ends. Link, of course, continues his training. He gets ready and he continues his investigation because he now realizes there's no point for him to be in NXT at this point. Whoever it is, is a higher up on the WWE roster. So he goes to NXT for one final live show. Maybe to possibly get clues, according to Albert. He doesn't really mention much, but he just says to get more clues. So of course, Link sits in. He, he starts sort of like taking in the, the Capital Wrestling Center, enjoying it kind of like a dungeon of sort. Navi gating his entire place there. I regret that pun immediately. As he watches a segment live on NXT with Adam Cole, who looks over to Link and he, he just starts giving that a cheeky grin, simply stating, Hey, single toes, don't think I don't see you over there. You think you're special sitting in the crowd? You know, I love the Legend of Zelda. Maybe if you spent more time saving her than smashing pots on TikTok, then maybe you would have found her by now. Of course, at this point, that boils Link's blood here. You know, he's a passionate defender who just messed up finding, trying to find Zelda. So, of course, he sprints down. He goes across. He tries to fight Adam Cole. Doesn't really lead to much. And we get Link's very first wrestling match that is televised on NXT TV. It's going to be Link versus Adam Cole. Now, some of you might be asking, Connor, doesn't Adam Cole have a very good relationship with Xavier Woods through Up Up Down Down? Or just through regular YouTube content and video games? Yes! But during this period, we keep on getting text messages from Xavier Woods saying, Hey, look, I've been trying to speak to Adam for ages to try and get more information. I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him on Twitch. I haven't seen him around the PC. I've not seen him at all. This is the most ruthless I have ever seen him. So we get to the match. I'm not going to waste too much time here. Link enters, of course, with, you know, a little throwback to his past, riding in on a horse because if Hangman Page can do it, so can Link. And we get a good back and forth match until the successful double axe handle counters the, the, the last shot for the one, two, three. Link successfully beats Adam Cole. And he is awarded with the Zora mask by Adam Cole himself as he reveals that WWE, for some reason, blackmailed him behind the scenes to be slanderous and distract Link long enough so that some or whatever plan could commence. They didn't reference how because it's too high up. But they said if he didn't do it, they would get rid of his Twitch account. So of course, Adam Cole followed. So at this point, we've reached New Year's Eve. Yes, we are New Year's Eve during this period. And in order to get further clues, Link goes deeper. He investigates a place that was heralded by the WWE before. It's the WWE Thunderdome. The abandoned WWE Thunderdome. 
all set up in, you know, WWE's backstage lots and archives. Link explores it. He, he fights off a bunch of spiders and dust. He uses his phone and Xavier Woods to guide him through all of the gorilla positions, all of the big deep nooks and crannies that otherwise he wouldn't really know from not really working in wrestling up to this point. He goes through, he sees a bunch of spiders that discussed before, dust, uh, he uses the Goromas to get rid of several bits of debris, and in particular, he sees several, you know, wrestlers rummaging for the 24-7 title that he has to take out. It all culminates to Link in the center of the WWE Thunderdome. He immediately sees all of the Thunderdome screens light up, showing Zelda being dragged somewhere by another mystery assailant with a very sleek and metallic Terminator-style mask. Of course, nobody knows a man who's wore a Terminator-style mask in wrestling before. We once again get Link shouting, no, not Link shouting. Link doesn't shout. Let's be honest here. He just says, yeah. <laughs> and we get Zelda shouting, Link. Link. <laughs> As Link just sprints out of that Thunderdome ring, goes down. And immediately, you know, we hear a, you know, a grotesque gargling sound from behind Link. You know, Nobody knows what it could be. It could be anything. You know, anything exists in the WWE prop house. You've seen it with the Edge of Christian show that totally reeks of awesomeness. Of course, you know, Link turns around and he sees a more horrifying sight than Ganondorf. The, the Stalfoses from The Legend of Zelda, Deku's shrubs, and anything you could ever imagine. It's, it's a pack of zombies. Heralded by the ECW zombie. Yes, that's right. The things that we all wanted to forget about at WWE Backlash have returned to chase after Link. As they are all chasing after Link to try and get him to not try and find where Zelda is. Link is on the run, a la Fink in Skyward Sword with the weird giant octopus cyclops on the ship. I'm forgetting his name, but you know what I mean, where he's running up the ship. Think of it like that. He is going there. He is sprinting for his life. He's trying to get as much information about the building as possible from from <laughs> Xavier Woods saying, Hey, Link, listen, that whoever it is must be controlling these zombies. Because zombies don't really have much intelligence with this. I've seen it in the movies. I've seen it in the Batista movie that we were plugging. They weren't very smart. So he keeps on sprinting. Link tries to find whoever it is who's controlling it and is likely the boss of this third dungeon that is Link experiencing. And he eventually, through running, using all the deception he could, using Goron masks, Zora masks as diversions to stop the zombies from catching up to him, he reaches a WWE production truck in which, who is it that we discover is controlling the zombies? It's none other than the man who got injured during said zombie attacks, The Miz. WWE's biggest potential shill, arguably. Of course, it doesn't take much effort for Link to take out, <laughs> to take out The Miz at this point, an injured man in a wheelchair. The Miz states to Link, All right, little elf boy, 
listen. I know that you want your girl back. You want to save Zelda? Well, I've got words from the WWE higher-ups. You want to save your girlfriend? Well, you've got to face the most devastating battle royale that exists in the WWE. The Royal Rumble. And thus, it is set. Link takes out the Miz, our third essential dungeon at this point, acquiring another mask. In this case, it's the Deku mask. And by proxy, he is essentially told he has to compete in the Royal Rumble match to potentially win back his, his partner in crime, his fellow TikTok star, Zelda. It is set for the Royal Rumble. Link enters in at number one. Of course, Link does pretty well for number one. You know, usually number one is your Iron Man position. It's the point where you, you go the distance. You go the distance and you plan it out. In the background of this during this time, Xavier Woods does a little bit of backstage politicking, campaigning that, that people like The Miz, John Morrison, who are usually dead set on being in the Royal Rumble, are no longer in the Rumble match. Purely because, you know, we kind of want some extra special spots here, if you know what I mean. At this point, we get several segments, you know, leading up to the Royal Rumble, the Hyrule-style, like, training video for Link, in which Xavier Woods, through telling him everything that he could and trying to be a, a loyal friend to Link, awards Link with the Fierce Deities Mask, something that he's kept sacred for years, having been such a big fan of the Legend of Zelda series, a big fan of Majora's Mask. And we've already talked about it before, Link enters in at number one. He is the underdog, he does a good job for about halfway through the match, fending off people. And just as it looks like <laughs> Xavier Woods is about to enter the Rumble, Link gets eliminated by John Morrison and The Miz, who were told, Hey, we're no longer in the match anymore. Why is this? And they duck out Link, essentially eliminating from the match the crowd boo, because Link has slowly been proving that he's more than just a TikTok star. He just wants to save his friend. Why would they do such a thing, those dastardly heels? So we come back. Oh, several entrants have gone by. And another entrant appears. And it's... It's Azora. Yes, the masks of Link. This is where, basically, the Sora Rumble gets a bit weird, okay? We don't need to name a bunch of performers, but basically Link comes in and out because he's booked himself four times into this match with the help of Xavier Woods and several higher-ups like Adam Cole and Albert to get him in four times, showcasing Link, the Goron Mask, the Zora Mask, and the thing that he gets at the end as he approaches the final three participants, the Fierce Deities Mask, and he starts cleaning house, helping out Xavier Woods until we get to the final three, and Zah, I can't say it, Zelda is in the audience, and Link finally spots her in the crowd, and it looks like she's got away from whatever clutches there was. And in that moment of distraction, the assailant appears, knocking out Link, hitting 
a pedigree. Cause who else would it be, people? It's Triple H! It's Triple H who's our Ganondorf of this story. He screws over Link, throwing him over the top rope. Chucking him to the outside, just as it looked like he was gonna finally save Zelda. But it just isn't meant to be. And Triple H looks to Xavier Woods, who feels like maybe he could still do something about this. He doesn't want a shot at WrestleMania. He, you know, he'd be willing to do anything. Help, he helped his friend get a shot at WrestleMania. He's willing to do anything to help out his friends. Triple H simply threatens him, stating that if you do not eliminate yourself right now, I will cancel your WWE contract, your Up Up Down Down YouTube channel, your G4 show. I will make your life a living hell. Of course, Xavier Woods, with no choice, he exits the ring. Triple H has screwed over this big, colossal main event and triumph for Link. The next night on Raw, Triple H cuts this big promo, talking about how he wasn't doing this just for Link, he was doing it for all of the WWE, because their continued partnership is what's best for business. And of course, at this point, Link has heard enough. We, we get the return of the DLC Breath of the Wild motorcycle, in which Link charges through security that's scattered around the building and just starts wailing on Triple H. Of course, Link can't really make a challenge because he's a mute, so he starts typing on his phone. He, he continues typing and he just puts the phone over to the microphone. And we hear the voiceover from like the TikTok app saying, I challenge you to a match at WrestleMania. <laughs> and the crowd pops. <laughs> so it is set for WrestleMania. I'm going to tell you right now, it is a cinematic match. Because there, there isn't any other way to do this. To have the, the complete bollocks that we have went through in this 30 minutes of talking. It's, it's Link versus Triple H at WWE headquarters in Stamford, Connecticut. Link has arranged all of the friends that he's made along the way. Xavier Woods, Adam Cole, Albert, uh, you know, The New Day, and just other sympathizers and fans of the Legend of Zelda series all coming together to take on WWE and their corporate stooges. <laughs> We see, you know, Stephanie McMahon make an appearance. We see Kane, you know, Corporate Kane, who's the mayor of Knox County. Uh, The Miz, John Morrison, J&J uh, &J Security make a little appearance. Roman Reigns, uh, John Cena for a bit. It all culminates to Link rising to the, to the top of the castle or the top of Connecticut, you know, where Frickin' Baron Corbin yeeted <laughs> frickin' Rey Mysterio. Whereas Link versus Triple H, who, of course, at this point, he's got Zelda with him. The fight ensues. Zelda does whatever she can to support Link in these trying times. Triple H hits his several moves of doom. Link counters with everyone's favorite move by now, the Double X Handle! Using everything that he's learned on his journey, the, the use of masks, 
the the use of the forearm smash with Lord Tensai, and of course the double axe handle as we have discussed. To eventually, with the help of Zelda, who is suddenly free from these clutches, giving Link just enough advice to say, "Go for the leg." Link hits the double axe handle again for the one, two, three. Link is the hero of wrestling. He has saved Zelda. He has reclaimed his TikTok account, and he is no longer needed as a sponsor for the WWE. Link is a true hero of time, cascading across the entire history of professional wrestling. That's only one story we're doing! <laughs> Okay, so we've done WWE. We may as well do an AEW version, right? Why not? We'll do we'll, we'll, we'll have to the the cream of the crop. I I don't really know what I'm saying anymore. So this story begins at Fighter Fest Night Two because at the time of this recording, it has not happened yet. Yay for convenience! So some of you might remember in the inaugural parts of Fighter Fest back in 2019 before. Well, we skipped to 2021. Fighter Fest was a collaboration with CEO. You know, your big fighting tournament organizations for video games, guys. Remember those? Remember that? Do you? I don't. But it's been a while. I, I miss it. I miss it a lot. So, of course, at this point, you know. Cody is busy dealing with the whole Malachi Black situation, and during these times he's he's training people at the Nightmare Factory. And during his travels he he spots a he spots a little elf boy on his phone. And he sees the blonde hair, he sees the cap, he sees just the striking resemblance this man has to, you know, his childhood heroes. His his lifelong fandom towards the Legend of Zelda, Cody sees a descendant of Link. Very much like the Link that we've seen in previous booking scenarios that we've already done. He has got his phone out, he's he's just pretty much posting on social media. And he, he plucks Link out of obscurity and he says, Hey, do you want to see something really cool? And, of course, he, he takes him to his wrestling school, the Nightmare Factory. It's at this point we see, you know, Link's heart kind of swell a little bit. As he, you know, he starts to get hooked on wrestling for a bit. You know, we start to see him get plucked from that obscurity. Maybe we get segments of him with his family. Because, you know, we don't really usually see a Link with a mother or a father. It'd be interesting to go through that. You're like, you're, you're gonna take him to wrestling school? <laughs> are, you, are you sure? And Link just kind of nods. It's like, oh, wow, you're really serious about this. And of course, he trains with Cody. That's the beginning of this story. So at this point, we get several bits about Cody telling Link about his legacy. You know, being a Link, you know? Telling about times about his descendants in Ocarina of Time, in 
Twilight Princess, A Link Between Worlds, Wind Waker, all your favorite Zelda games, saying that he has a lot to live up to. So of course, Cody debuts Link in, you know, every other way that wrestlers seem to debut with Cody Rhodes, because it feels like every extra on AEW Dark at some point will join the Nightmare family. <laughs> so we get a cheeky little tag match to get Link introduced into the world of wrestling with Cody Rhodes taking on, we're going to say pretty deadly. So no, not pretty deadly. That's NXT UK. A pretty picture. There we go. They're very similar names. Peter Avalon and Cesar Bononi. Of course, it kind of goes the same as if you remember when Brock Anderson debuted for AEW where he wasn't really in the match for that long, but he managed to get a good couple bits of combinations. And that's pretty much what Link does here. He does manage to hit the legendary double axe handle to pick up the win. We get a couple extra segments between the two after this big debut win for Link. In which Cody says that, look, whilst you are my student, you can't be a tag team wrestler. If you want to live up to the legacy of all your ancestors, you, you need to find that courage on your own. Drive your own path. Be, go from undesirable to undeniable. All of the Cody phrases. Basically solidifying that now Link must find himself, as many wrestlers do, on the road with AEW. So, this is stuff where we begin to see Link on elevation, because you know, he's still 18 years old. We see him essentially come out with all of his old, like, gear and toys from his past ancestors, the hook shot. The ring, the boomerang that he, you know, moves around in the crowd almost as like a huge display during his entrance. Really, really starts to pop the crowd a bit. He starts winning more matches. He starts, you know, showing that he is a young, promising prospect of AEW. And who are some of the people who are usually on this show? Well, during the end of this segment, Link, he walks to the back as... You know, a very familiar theme song plays of the Hardy family office in which Matt Hardy looks to Link and he just, he just, he just, you know, gives him a little business card, which of course Link, he, he keeps because it's, it's like an item. Imagine him just, you know, holding up like, da, 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 and then just casually walks away. <laughs> And Matt's just kind of like perplexed, like, what, what is he doing? What, what is he doing? And so at this point, I think you can kind of see where the story is going here. It is the story at this point of Matt Hardy scouting Link. Throughout various segments over the coming weeks, we will see Link have singles match after singles match in which Matt Hardy will attempt to offer his services. He'll start trying to interfere in some of Link's matches in which... Well, he does help Link win, like, a bunch of wins. And Link, you know, he's not really phased by it. A win is a win, because, you know, that's kind of the legacy of it. And, well, we eventually build to a point where Link is in the middle of the ring. Tony Schiavone is trying to 
talk to him saying just sort of like, how does it feel to be in AEW? Trying to live up to the legacy of your past ancestors in which Link, he doesn't really, you know how, how Link says, he just says, here, here. Tony Schiavone just looks over kind of perplexed saying, I'm going to take that as a yes. <laughs> of course, at this point, Matt Hardy comes out. He grabs a microphone and he gets into the face of Link. Matt Hardy keeps his hand out and Link, not really taking notice of it. He's just kind of there for the interview segment. He doesn't even seem like he wants to be there. Just just walks out and Matt kind of just starts mouthing, what what disrespect? How, how dare he? So the next week on Elevation, we get Link versus the blade. You get it? Cause uh, he has a weapon called the Master Sword. He's facing a guy named Blade. I'm, I'm, I'm flipping hilarious sometimes. You, you see, you don't see the joy on my face. I could be funny, guys. And just what's even more funny is that the Breath of the Wild hits and Blade loses in decisive fashion. During this period, Matt Hardy comes out once again not necessarily congratulating Link, but just kind of just saying, like, why, why are you being such a douche? Why are you ignoring me? Why are you only giving me here and here whenever I try to speak to you? Do you not have any sense or respect of what I've done for this business? And Link just says, yeah. And Matt Hardy, really annoyed at him, tries to tell him to say his name. And he just says, yeah. Maybe we even get a yeah chant. <laughs> it's like, say my name. Yeah, say my name. Yeah, say my name. Yeah. And he starts saying that my friend has been deleted. This, he, he is a child. You do not deserve to be in the ring with me. And so the rest of the Hardy family office come out and assault Link. And during this period, of course, Jungle Boy and the rest of Jurassic Express come out to aid Link in this entire situation because, you know, they're feuding with the Hardy family office at the time. And this kind of goes on for weeks and weeks. We start seeing, you know, Link team with Jungle Boy and Jurassic Express. And during this, we do get some confirmation from Matt Hardy. He says that, I'm impressed by you, Link. Some would say that your performances showed some real matitude, but with my guidance, as much as I despise your cadence towards me, you could do anything in this business. You can even save a castle with the money I could make you. And he simply asks to join me, Link. Join the Hardy family office. See what I've done for the likes of Private Party. Uh, the Hybrid 2 and the Butcher and the Blade. Join, join me. And Link, of course, walks away silently. And doesn't really say much. And at this point, you know, we haven't really got a goal for Link. You know, he has his whole interaction stuff with Cody Rhodes here and there. But he doesn't really have a goal in this story. He's kind of the passive bystander. Until, however, we get... Some great exposition. Great exposition of various other things. Matt Hardy trying to 
make Link join the Hardy family office through showing expensive cars and all this other stuff. Whereas Link is content just destroying pots in his house. Link essentially just trying to live his life with Matt Hardy constantly getting in the way. And we finally get a goal for Link through talking to Jungle Boy. Because uh, in Kayfabe, Jungle Boy is basically Tarzan and for the longest time was a mute. If there's anyone who could understand Link, it would probably be Jungle Boy. And also, I think it's very funny that that would be the thing that kind of gets a whole explanation. Not the Barney of the Dinosaur that is Luchasaurus with a master's degree in medieval literature or Marco Stun and his musical abilities. It, it's Jungle Boy. It's Jungle Boy. And Link explains that whilst everyone praises his generation for his courage and what he's done for the world. Since his generation, there hasn't really been a Triforce of Courage. And they've been waiting for it for years and years, but it feels like it's been completely lost. And Link is hoping that by wrestling in AEW, he's able to find that Triforce and stop it from being used in the wrong hands to destroy all of space and time. Of course, at this point, all of the expensive shady shenanigans of Matt Hardy come in. Neo One comes in and here's the whole thing. And we finally get the resurgence of the Triforce. In AEW, we get a we get a Triforce battle royal trying to go after all, the entire Triforce. Link gets really close before he's eliminated by Angelico. And Angelico wins, guys. <laughs> Why does Angelico win? Because Matt Hardy, like the scummy promoter that he is, pays off Angelico to give him the complete Triforce. <laughs> this sounds ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Because at this point now, Link is after Matt Hardy. He tries to go after him all these other places, and Matt just says, Oh, I, I didn't you know I was going to do this? I... Maybe if you had a little bit more respect and you expected all the matitude, I wouldn't have deleted all of your entire dreams of existence. Maybe I could have been a good mentor to you, Link, if you just had a little bit more respect. So, Link and Matt build to a feud. They they fight over the Triforce in which Link tries to get closer and closer, but he's always stopped by the Hardy family office. And so, Matt makes a challenge. To Link because he's sick and tired of seeing this man chase after these dreams that just aren't gonna happen. So he makes a proclamation to Link. If I beat you in a match of my choosing, I will use this to make me the richest man in AEW. Link blindly accepts and Matt Hardy challenges Link at a special event, I don't know what, I think the next one is... Crap. The next one is Full Gear after All Out. But I kind of like it being at All Out, so we're gonna say All Out. It is an elite deletion match at the Hardy Compound. It is the Hardy Family Office versus Link, the Jurassic Express, and Cody Rhodes. Of course, Link comes in on Epona. Uh, Cody Rhodes also, not wanting to be outdone, also comes in on Epona, <laughs> or another Epona that he's just had. 
Maybe with like the Nightmare Family logo on it, because you know. Jurassic Express, of course, come in with both Marco Stunt and Jungle Boy on the back of their shoulders. And the fight ensues at the Hardy compound. What's the most important thing is a, a big culmination to this story about Link finding himself in AEW. Is Matt Hardy and Link fighting over at the Lake of Reincarnation. Now, I'm going to take a pause here because I think you might know where I'm going here. Both Link and Matt Hardy, in the middle of this brawl, this kerfuffle that's going on, fall into the Lake of Reincarnation. Matt Hardy comes out as Matt Hardy version 1. Link comes back out as Twilight Princess Link. They fall back in. Iconic Matt Hardy returns. Breath of the Wild Link returns and they fall back in. We get a rare deep cut cameo from cold-blooded Matt Hardy. If you remember cold-blooded Matt Hardy, of all the weird wacky dreads, that's him. <laughs> he comes back and we get... The scariest Link of them all. So much so, that he has his own dialogue. Gee, it sure is boring around here. Both of them look at each other terrified. And they just... They just both nod respectfully and fall back into the lake of their own fruition. <laughs> because we don't want either of them. So, we get Matt Hardy coming back out. And he starts grabbing the dilapidated boat. We see Link come out as Toon Link, who all of a sudden, you know, he gets his old Wind Waker boat back all of a sudden, and we get a real-life joust <laughs> between the two on opposite sides of the lake. Link with his arrows firing off at Matt Hardy, you know, maybe even some slingshots. And also, we get Matt Hardy just using all the fireworks that seem to be in all of these, like, broken matches that he does. All until both ships in, collapse into each other. They both capsize and fall back into the lake, returning to their old selves. So they fight off each other. Link gets hold of the Master Sword that he's been waiting to use since he hasn't been able to use it for all of AEW. He starts using it clashing with Matt Hardy. After all the firework displays, all the chaos, all of the chances to try and get the Triforce Matt Hardy knocks the sword out of his hand and Link like the resourceful man going through so much training hits oh, the double jumping Nintendo! and hits Matt Hardy with it he immobilizes him with the sword as well knocking down his tights to the ground one two Free Link wins, reclaiming the Triforce. And in it, we get a monologue from Matt Hardy saying that, Wow, you buried me more than a man with free H's. I don't like you. I hate you. But if there's anyone who could wield the Triforce, it's you. Link has fulfilled his legacy, is reclaimed the Triforce of Courage. He has made Cody Rhodes proud and he has proven that in wrestling and in time, he can do anything that he sets his mind to. And that is really the true story of the legend of Link. <laughs> So, 
we have reached the end of this week's Wrestling With Fiction. Oh boy. Was that... I'm, I'm debating now, because now I've done a decent amount of these, could this such and such work in the wrestling business? I, I'm wondering to myself, is this weirder than the Pokemon trainer? No. Is this weirder than Luffy? No. Is it weirder than Among Us? Yes? Yeah, it's definitely weirder than the Among Us one. Definitely weirder than Santa. I, I want to make a tier list now that I'm thinking about this. This is where my head is going. But I realize now I am I'm rambling about stuff. So if you stuck around here and you're right near the end of this, thank you so much for listening. This has been a, it's been a hell of a task. <laughs> uh, the good news is I got all the issues I had fixed. Yay! Which is why this has definitely ran a ton more smoothly than usual. So... Oh my god, thank you guys for being so patient with that. Uh, we are approaching one year as discussed before, so I'm, I'm very excited for that. That's gonna be cool. Uh, a couple of fun projects I'm hoping to unveil in maybe a couple months, hopefully. I have a couple ideas of what I want to do in the future that I'll mention some way down the line. If that is a potential teaser. So, I think... I just want to say once again, I've already stated it. Thank you so much for listening. This stuff, it's always fun to do. It's just sometimes it takes a lot of time and I'm grateful that even like one or two people listen to the, I guess, Jesus, I'm, I'm looking at the time now. It's like an hour and 18 minutes. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so if you stuck around or you just went through the timestamps or you just wanted to hear someone talk for a bit, I am so grateful. Thank you for doing that. And with it, I guess I'm going to get all my plugging out the way as I'm still here. So if you like what I do and you want to keep up, maybe consider subscribing, uh, sharing this with your friends, sharing it with your friendliest friends. Uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts or you're on a podcast feed that does reviews, a review would be amazing. My goal right now is to get one review on Apple Podcasts because I've, I've got none at this point and I'm hoping by some point within maybe like a couple months if i if i talk about it enough eventually i'll I'll will it into the universe you know maybe i'll get one review that'll be awesome if not thank you for getting this far if you enjoy my content you want to hear teasers you want to do some speculation on what i could be booking next you can follow me on twitter at Connor the Cooper. You can follow me on Instagram at Wrestling With Fiction. And you can also follow me on TikTok now. Because I finally caught up with my generation. <laughs> at Wrestling With Fiction. I'm ba- pretty much just posting random content there. With a couple, you know, random clips from the podcast here and there. If that tickles your fancy. I don't know. And if you like the logo that you see on screen. Or you saw in the middle that kind of got you there. You can also buy the logo of that at redbubble.com forward slash wrestling with F. Why is it wrestling with F, you may ask? Because WWF would get me sued and wrestling with fiction was just too long. (laughs) Oh, God, (laughs) the life that I live. (laughs) Anyways, once again, thank you all so much for listening. I hope you all have a fantastic evening, day, or night, 
or I just hope that you're all having a lovely day. And remember everyone, wrestling could always use just a little bit more fiction. See you all. Good night, everybody.